welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast, a podcast incorporating narratives about facing and navigating adversity, a mixture of people, their experiences and professional psychological discussion. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo. I'm a qualified and regulated psychologist with over 20 years experience of mental health, disability and human behaviour. I want to share people's stories of navigating adversity in the hope that through being heard, a dose of compassion and some understanding, we can help others in the face of adversity too. Hi and welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast. Um, I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo and today I have a really different guest. This is really exciting. So I have Lindsay Clay who is the founder of Connected Brighton. Do you want to say hello and a little bit about you and who you are and perhaps what's brought you on today as well? Hello. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation, having listened to some of your other podcasts and seen your other guests. I feel very honoured to have asked to be here. So thank you, Tara. So yes, I am Lindsay Clay and I founded Connected Brighton. We are a city concierge service in Brighton and Hove. Uh, We focus very much on connecting people to business and business to people by supporting local which I was just drawn into when I heard about you. So we met through a mutual friend, didn't we? Not that long ago, actually. Um, And I was so interested in what you do, because as a psychologist myself, I'm just interested in loneliness and connection and kind of harnessing what we have. And I thought, here we have someone who's really innovative, who's kind of doing that, but you're also connecting the businesses. And that's the element I want to bring in. So you're helping so many different levels of the community, aren't you, as well? Um, And that's what's been so exciting about Connected, because originally I just, I started it because I needed it. So the whole seed of the idea came from the lockdown. So in lockdown, yes. everything shifted. I mean, for so many people, is it? It's a classic oh, story absolutely. now. Um, but my, so my lockdown story was that I was in a, the biggest job I've ever had. Um, I was being made redundant. I moved back into a contract job in a business that I'd worked for for over 10 years previously. Mm-hmm felt really comfortable and I suddenly had a chance to think because when I was in this big corporate job it was so intense and it was so pressured I was just head down every day into my job like my relationships and friendships suffered for that because there was such pressure to perform really yeah yeah, loads and then when I when I got made redundant in lockdown and then I went back to the contract job I suddenly had a moment to think actually what is life going to look like when lockdown ends and I suddenly realized that everything had changed for me so all my friends and that had already been brewing for a long time because I got divorced back in 2017 yeah and so I was single I don't have children Uh, all my friends are in relationships or families and I've always been very career driven so I had money to spend but I didn't have anyone to spend it with and I realized that I had daytime friends when lockdown ended, but I didn't have people that wanted to go out for dinner or cocktails or to put money yeah. back in the city again. Yeah. And and I desperately wanted to do that. I, I was watching my favorite businesses pivot in every direction. And I was doing my weekly takeaways and, you know, the picnic boxes from the pub, whatever I could do. I thought I can't make a difference on my own, but maybe I could make a difference in a group. And surely I can't be the only person that feels this way that in my Absolutely. 40s, needs new friends. And to your point about psychology it's really confronting to need new friends in your when you're over 30 I think in your and 20s, you, you expect this like changing social circle and you're going to be out and about and it's all super exciting and yeah. then you get to a point where you feel like you should just have a group and that's your group and I think the like, mini heartbreaks that come from friendships that end or have to ebb and oh, flow absolutely. can be really hard yeah there's something about kind of grief there but yeah. also that sometimes it's okay excuse me it's all right that some friendships do need to end they might not be working for you now but we were talking just before we hit record about this weren't we and I think that's really interesting that it's okay to revise who's in your life it's okay to look at what's working and what's not and having those difficult conversations with yourself yeah it's a classic season reason lifetime isn't it yeah and there's some people that I really thought were lifetimers who weren't and I've I've really had a, a deep grief over those people but also I realise that I've had to, ch- I've changed a lot over time. They change a lot over time. And it's like with any relationship, I think we don't always recognise that heartbreak that comes from friendships. But in the same yeah. way, and they were not with the boyfriends we first met in our 20s either. Well, yeah. most people, some people have married them, obviously. But for those of us who aren't, uh, it's really normal for those relationships to to ebb and flow. Absolutely. And and having the, so like as we're doing now, having the conversation about that. So we were also talking before we hit record. Um, I did a couple of articles Um during the pandemic actually on exactly this kind of looking at boundaries in your relationships including your friendships your peers you know work colleagues 
but also that it's okay um, that if a relationship isn't working for you, that you look at that and you address it. That just because that friend, as you say, you may have been through loads of things at school, you could look back at that and that part with kindness and compassion, but it might not work for you now. No. But sometimes I think I think British society in particular, I don't think we're great at doing that. We're quite rigid and rule bound. These are my friends and I should, you know, that's my pack, as you say, and I've got yeah. stick with it. And I'll come um, up but, forever. <laughs> absolutely. So to kind of during the lockdown then, what did you notice in yourself? Is that all right to ask? You know, what yes. were you needing from people in life? And maybe what weren't you needing as well? Because I always like that question. Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, I just, I wasn't very happy in my career. So I was really enjoying the contract that I was doing because it was back in a really safe space for me um, in a company that I'd worked for for a long time before and I knew everybody. And I'd come back into that feeling very different because I'd had two years in kind of big corporate and then I'd gone back into public sector and I had a completely different eye on everything. But what I wasn't sure was what this meant next. So this was just a temporary contract. So it was a classic, I don't know what I want, but I know it's not this. Yes. And I would have, there was a part of me that really wanted to stay in that job, but the the person who I was covering was definitely coming back. So that, that wasn't an option. Did I want to do that in another organization? I'm not so sure. So I was definitely going yeah. through a, tr- a transition of what is life going to look like for me professionally? You know, being single, there's also that what is life going to look like for me personally? Yeah. And then yeah. there's also been all of these shifts in my friendships and I felt lonely. I've, I really rebel against the word lonely because yeah. as somebody that is, has been single for a long time, I think there's a massive difference between being lonely and being alone. Yeah. And really I good thing to bring in actually. Yeah, and I've always I've always kind of rebelled against saying that I feel lonely because I didn't want to look like that felt to me like I was failing, you know, because people look yes. at me like, oh, why poor thing, she hasn't got a boyfriend. They'd never kind of acknowledge anything else. They're like, oh, but you don't have a boyfriend, poor thing. There's negative connotations to it. Yeah, but there's loads of brilliant. I always say it should feel like win-win. When you're single, you should really lap up the freedom and the fun that you can have going by yeah. your own rules. And when you're with someone, it should be a total joy that you align and share values and you have a great time. There should, there's nothing is, is better or worse or less it's just different and so I was kind of going through that in my head of you know what do I want to do for work when this ends what is the world even going to look like when this ends what will the options even be who do I want to be now and who do I need around me and I thought actually what I really need is people who want to do the same things I want people who align with my value system I really want to be a positive force for good in my community and how do and how do I do that? And I've had to really dig deep into the person that I've become now. And I'm so grateful to be this version of Lindsay Clay. And there's more versions to come. And I can't wait to meet her too. But I'm completely I different. Like that. Yeah, I'm completely different to the woman I was back in 2017 when my marriage was ended and wow. I was going on my divorce tour to try and recover. It's taken. Yeah. I've had to. I've had to chip away <laughs> to get to this today. But Connected Brighton has completely changed my life forever. And I'm so grateful that I had that had the idea and I had I couldn't not do it. There's been two times in my life where I've had ideas and I had to I had to physically get it out. And Connected was the second time I'd had that feeling. So I knew I had to follow it and I couldn't stop it. That instinct. That instinct, yeah, that calling. Like I always say to people, like if you hear a calling, you, you it's calling you for a reason and you need to listen. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and it'll, that keep, it'll, it'll get louder until you actually listen to it. I've found. So kind of pay attention. You, you yeah. Need to do this. yeah, yeah. You can only ignore it for so long. And so I had that with originally with a blog I wrote about my infertility and my divorce and the impact that had on my mental health. And right. I really wanted to share that story because I felt very passionate that I was not the blueprint in my world. So all my yeah. friends were married with yeah. kids. All my friends had really wanted kids and they'd had kids. And then I had friends who really didn't want kids. And so they didn't have kids. I didn't want kids, but I tried to have kids because I felt the social pressure to have kids. And I had a broody husband. Everyone around us was like, when are you having kids? And I thought, oh, one day I'll have to do this. This will have to be a thing, even though I was very career driven. And then when we went to do it, it turned out that I can't have kids. So we had to go to IVF. And that's probably a whole other conversation we might yeah. have on this, on this show or later. Yeah, do you know um, what? I was just thinking that because I haven't covered that before. Yeah, um, so I, that's another kind of yeah. an enormous angle to this because I didn't really always see the link at the time. So that was a really deep grief for me at the time because I went through that process in order to, you know, be a good 
good wife and save my marriage and give my husband what he wanted and what society was telling me I was meant to do and then I I ended up having a miscarriage and a divorce and I was like oh great so I lost everything so I tried to do what I thought I was meant to do which was an amazing lesson in when you don't follow your truth it will all go horribly wrong so authenticity me now is that in my is rooted in my core of if I'm not being authentic to myself this is not this is not going to work and I've had to allow that side of me to really come out and breathe and shine and that's what's really got me here because by talking about that and being vulnerable that's what's really resonated with people and it's also been very healing for me to say this didn't go right and this was all gone horribly wrong and this is how I feel about it and actually this is how I feel about it now and if I share that story with you it might help you or somebody that you know to reach out to me who also has that experience because of that and I had this like I have to share this story and I remember lying in bed and just thinking how am I going to do this and I thought maybe I'll do an Instagram and I'll just write about it so I'll do some pictures I'll put my face in it because it's really important to put your face to infertility and not hide um and so I just woke woke up and I was like I'm going to do this and I thought what will I call myself and I thought I'm not I'm not the social blueprint not the blueprint (laughs) and I found the handle straight away and the first post I wrote says my hand just breached the rubble I've survived and then I basically took everybody on this healing journey with me on that Instagram and I went traveling and did my my divorce tour my snack nap hope tour as I like to call it and oh to eat love pray and I just kind of healed in real time with the people around me and I had this really amazing response to it and I, I got to a point where I found it too hard to talk about for a little while. And so I sort of put that to bed, really proud that it was out there yeah. and people would use it. And I did a speech at um, a show called BelongCon where I talked about, had a 10 minute talk that was on YouTube. Um, and I'm really proud of everything I did with Not The Blueprint, but I got to a point where it was too painful. And I stepped away, focused on my career. Then when Connect, the idea of Connected Brighton came along, I didn't see the link between Not the Blueprint and Connected. I just thought, well, I'm going to help my city and I'm going to get people together. And isn't that a beautiful thing? And then I realized, actually, I wouldn't be here trying to help people have connection because I need it. If I hadn't yeah. gone through a divorce and IVF and my yeah. entire social circle had shifted because I was career driven and I wasn't in the city to nurture my friendships because I had the freedom to because I don't have a family. So all of the journey that I had led me to be in a position where I needed Connected Brighton for myself. And I always say I I needed my, I set my business up because I needed it and I still need it because I still have a changing social circle. I love the people that come out with me. You know, they validate my story. I validate theirs. The number of people that say, that contact me and say, your story is my story. I've I've ended up feeling how you feel for different reasons. And thank you so much for talking about this because it's it feels like a taboo when it's not because the the more I've talked about it the more common it is so much I've got so much I want to ask there's almost (laughs) another three or four because there's something there about you know authenticity there's almost an episode there in in itself and that you know historically if it's all right to say sometimes talking about your personal story even since I've started my career was a kind of a sign of weakness or people don't do that you know the kind of keep calm carry on kind of British culture that we have but we're in this lovely age now where people are starting to share, but also genuinely being okay with sharing and recognizing that it's actually good for their own well-being. Um, and what I really love as well, you just said there that when you started up Connected Brighton, it wasn't just about who you can help, but actually it was something that was really valued to you. And I'm wondering, is it all right to ask? And does that help you run it and put the energy that's needed in to it? Because yeah. you have that connection with the business. It's not just about the end result for other people. Oh, yeah. I always joke, I'm a, I am my avatar for Connected Brighton. Yeah. So yeah. people are like, how do you choose what you want to do? And I'm like, it's because I want to do it. And I want you to come with me. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Let's, let's do it together. Uh, so, yeah, I understand what it feels like to, yeah. uh, you know, I was looking at things to do. So there was Meetup. I didn't want to do Meetup because I wanted to do things that I wanted to pay for. I wanted to put money yes. into yes. cool places. I also wanted to go out and do really fancy things and I just didn't have anyone to do fancy things with and I didn't want to do it dating because that might be like one date where you go and have a great meal uh, you know somewhere in Brighton and then you don't get to go back there again and I don't want to have a string of of, you know or I'm not having a great connection but I've had a lovely meal I was like no I want to have I know that there's a market for this which isn't about a singles club and it's not about dating 
it's about connection and it's connection with men and women I've had amazing friendships with men and that they've been very different to my female friendships and so I felt very passionate that I wanted it to be a mixed gender group there's yeah. lots of there's lots of female only groups and I appreciate they have their place and I, I'm grateful they exist for the people that need them I don't need them. I really love mixed gender spaces. I think that's really positive for men and women to be friends. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, because I, th I think actually, again, there's not many people would say actually that it's okay to have friendships with the opposite sex and that it can yeah. work really well and it could be really fulfilling and it could be so much value as well. And so many people have said that to me. They miss their male friend, you know, where their social yeah. circles have shifted as well. They're like, I really miss my male mates. And I just want some male friends and you know we, we definitely have more women come than guys you know we're working yes. on that okay but the guys that we have are like real gentlemen and I feel so grateful that we attract them you know they're not I heard lots of horror stories from meetup of you know even like the hosts trying to pull everybody or um you know they don't fancy them on the knees. yeah so the kind yeah. of boundary issues I guess <laughs> that makes people feel safe and gets back to that connection um yes. is it right to ask them before I lose the thought are there barriers to men using Connected Brighton and getting on board with no, it? No, not at all. We try and make sure that it's really mixed activity. So we do something every yeah. week. Um, so we did wine tasting this week. We've got a tie dinner the week after. We've got a private movie screening the week after that for Dirty Dancing because it's February, so it's love month. Um, and we're going out for a roast dinner. So there's not. it's not like we're saying we haven't got anything that I would say is like one gender yeah, or another. It appeals to everybody. It as well. And I'm wondering, yeah. you know, for them reaching out, because we know historically men do find it harder to connect with emotions and sometimes to reach out and maybe even to recognize that that's something that could benefit them um, yeah. is that something you've seen through connective right and sometimes it is harder for guys to feel able to sign up come along meet people I, I wonder if there is a really interesting question and I've asked it a lot of why don't we attract as many as many men yeah but it seems to be yeah. that all the all the social groups are the same so it's not yeah. a sort of Brighton specific it's the same on our singles nights we do get we have a separate singles brand called the single sessions because connected okay. Brighton is, is all about friendship and yeah. although we did start yeah. our singles nights through the group it was a bit incestuous because it's just all the members came out and I was thinking like oh this could go <laughs> really good <laughs> or really bad <laughs> so now we have a separate singles brand and um there's got really great guys I know that you know I've met on dating apps we become friends and I'm like oh come to our singles night and they're like absolutely not <laughs> I would never do anything like that whereas women turn up and their droves and they're incredible and then the guy we get like we roughly get about 50 50 now because we've been around for a little okay, while yeah it's people are hearing about work. it yeah it's taken some yeah. work but there's still some reticence from guys to come to those things and I don't know if it's because they think oh I, I don't need that you know I don't have to do that I'll be all right I'll do it some I'll find it somewhere else yes. or there's a, sh yeah. a shame in it somewhere yeah. I don't know but that's why I do you know if anyone follows me on Connected Brighton we do tons of footage and loads of reels of what we're doing so that you can see the people that are there that's what I like so yeah, yeah. I did a bit of extra stalking this week because I was did like you? what is it that really what was it that really resonated with me when I kind of met you and then looked at your yeah. social media but they're really and they're not kind of is it right to say they're not stage pictures are they? they're not kind of here we are with a sign Connected Brighton media that's it's you guys doing your stuff and I know for me I, it's just very real um and I yes. kind of think what's that like for someone else who's thinking about it to go ah that's what it can look like um rather than the good old inner critic saying this is how it might be and exactly and actually me. people have said to me that was a really important part of them signing up was that they could yeah. see the people or and what they look like, like so the, the people that might be triggered by how they look they saw that everybody is all different ages all different backgrounds yeah. They were like, oh, okay, this, I'm not going to feel like I'm an odd one out here. You know, if people who were worried about their age, they're like, oh, no, look, there's somebody else who's my age there. This is going to be fine. Or my, or my gender that are there. And just showing the things that we do and how we do them, that's the other thing. You know, I think it's really important. You know, representation really matters. And so I've tried Absolutely. to make sure that we show that and we try and encourage people to come out with us and try us out. We're drifting in a small group as well, which is another really important, yeah. that safe space yeah. and the boundary yeah. that you mentioned. Because I, I host everything at the moment. We do have the people that okay. do the odd thing for us, but majority that I host them. And so I want to be able, I give everybody a big hug. We do it in a maximum of 12. For some events, it might be a smaller number. So give you a big hug, introduce you, make sure that I'll move you around. There's something for us to do, something for us to talk about. Give you a big hug when you go. So if the worst case scenario, you might just have one really lovely night and you might have got what you needed and that's all you got. Yeah. But I make sure that we hold a really safe space for people in order to connect. So it's not intimidating. 
Yeah. You've made yourself very welcome. I have this whole thing about feeling seen, heard and special. That's always yeah. what I want for people when you come to an event. And we did a focus group and asked our members what was it they liked about Connected. And a big part of that was how I made them feel because yeah. I did give them that big hug. And I did notice if they conversation, they weren't in the conversation and I helped to move them around and make them feel more comfortable. I wow. noticed I noticed them and I noticed all of them. I remember all their names. And that means that sounds quite basic, doesn't it? But it means yeah. it means a lot to them and to me that they yeah, feel that absolutely. way and, and everyone feels that way. Whether you've come out with me a hundred times or it's your first time, that's how I want you to feel. And I'm yeah. really passionate about it because I completely appreciate the vulnerability you've had to go through to cross the threshold. You know how they yeah. said that the heaviest weight at the gym is the front door? Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Connected, absolutely. You know? 99.9% .9 of people will come on their own because they're coming because they don't have a friendship group. Yeah. So they're not coming in group. And actually, people who come in, in pairs or threes, they won't have as good an experience because they'll be relying on the person with them. And That's a really good point, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They won't yeah. have that vulnerability. And so you you lose something if you, you're not vulnerable when you come. Yeah. And do you know what? So touching on the difficult thing, and this is something I really wanted to talk to you about, is the kind of hidden signs. It's so interesting. You said earlier on that, you know, the kind of the word loneliness is a bit loaded it's a really important thing to talk about but some people or what I find with the community project that I run which there's some kind of similarities I'm realizing now in terms of how we help people to feel safe and secure when they come along yeah. I run walk and talks in my local area for people to connect but sometimes that. it's a massive barrier for people to come so we show them what it looks like you make them feel special and safe um, in order to get that you know what they need from it really um, but sometimes people don't know they're lonely and sometimes people might think that everything's okay and what's really struck me about what you do and I hope I've got this right so <laughs> let me know is this isn't just about I am single or living on my own this this could be for people who don't even realize they're lonely if that makes sense so so many people are still working at home probably thinking oh I've zoomed or teamed loads of people today I'm not disconnected you can be in a relationship but disconnected from your community or society um you can have a poor quality relationship you can live with someone but needing that extra and I'm just thinking how many people that you can target um you yeah. know people looking for friendship people at different stages of life even and what they need and it's so fascinating this is a really important point because I felt more lonely when I've been in the wrong relationships than I have ever done on my own yeah that's for so sure yeah yeah and my my assumption when I started connected was that it would be for other single people like me who wanted to meet cool people who were the, on their level who were like-minded yeah, and wanted to do the, yeah. do the same stuff and could and could afford to do the same stuff because I wanted to, as I mentioned to put money back in so it was doing the good stuff and then what happened was I had I remember having um, a really lovely couple turn up to one of our first events who just moved to Brighton and they'd been reading my newsletter which I remember that had like three people and now it's got nearly 2,000 people on it and wow. we'd you know we talk about the city Amazing. and what there is to do and you know give our advice and our recommendations and they just really loved the newsletter and they wanted to come down and, and meet us and say hi and it really helped them acclimatize and we've had couples who've moved to the city one has moved to the city for someone and so they come out with us because they want to create their own friendship yes, group or absolutely. like this couple they're both here they yeah. don't know anyone they want to create a new friendship group um yeah. we've had people of all different ages we've had students up to people who are retired who've come out with us you know in singles and couples or half a couple yes. um, yeah I've also had I've also sadly had quite a few um widows come out with us but they come out with us because it's a safe space it's not about yes. meeting a partner it's about yeah. enjoying life and that's, that's what, what I like yeah yeah so it's literally been everybody and I and I did not necessarily think about that because I didn't I just thought I if I need this someone else must need this and let's yeah. let's see what happens I assumed it would just be other single people but it, it hasn't been at all. And actually, the power of that dynamic is really important because yeah. it doesn't it's not a singles club. It's a people's club. And therefore, when you come in, you're coming to make a connection and, and, and enjoy the activity and the experience. You're not coming in to see if your life partner might be at this event. And that just, that changes how you I approach the situation. For sure. It really does. Absolutely. But it also, I'm wondering whether that just aligns with so many more values because there can be a lot of pressure, can't there, in dating? I've got to go and I've got to meet. And what if I haven't? And I'm wondering if some people that go along to specific dating events might almost put kind of goals. Well, if I haven't met someone in four times, I won't go again. Um, and we were talking about just before we hit record that actually uh, we're both in our 40s. If you're at a time I have kids, as your kids are getting older and they need you less, there is this demographic. And we had a, a, a mutual friend um, that we were talking about 
is going to come along to you. And it just made me think a little bit more talking to that person about what do we need when our life starts to change a little bit and how we might want to revise some of the friendship we have. That's okay. And for me, that's what really resonated about Connected Brighton. I wish we had something similar in Horsham or I'm going to have to move, but just that you get a chance to meet new people, interesting people, but there's no pressure. You know, you decide there's loads of autonomy there, isn't there as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where we try and do really different activities because you'll pick yeah. up different people. So, you know, yeah. there's other groups that you can join where, you know, they do the same activity every week or they go to the same place yes. every week. And that consistency yeah. is what you're looking for. Whereas yeah. what we've tried to say is we want to help you make the best of the city you've decided to call home, whether that's because yes. you were born here or you moved here. And we want to explore it with you. Let's go and be tourists together. We do things with Brighton Pier or one of our um, club yes. members. And so we do things on the pier. I love doing stuff on the pier. I think it's great. And uh, we've had people come out with us to watch the memorations in Grab Fish and Chips. And they've lived here for a really long time. And they've never been on the pier. Wow. And Gosh. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Like, we're doing like behind the scenes tours at the Royal Pavilion. We've done, you know, we've done walking wow. tours across the city, as well as yeah. trying out all these amazing bars and restaurants and cocktail hubs and places that people are like oh I never knew this place existed and I, I love that and we make sure it's all curated for you it's locally led it's bespoke so it's personally hosted so it is a it's a real experience and I yes. think from from lockdown what everybody craved after that was experience we wanted yeah, to make the most of life. we wanted to grab yeah. it and back to your point again about homeworking because that was another reason why I connected it was a perfect timing because yes. we weren't making the connections that we were at work you know a lot of my friendship circle previously would always come from work yeah but yeah in this big corporate job I had I was going to London and Staines every week Obviously, yeah. now I wasn't going to London and Staines every week I wasn't being able to meet anybody in person so how which is important anyone? isn't it that is important yeah. for our well-being that physical connection being physical in space connection. yeah 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 and that's my, again the point about why I gave everybody a big hug because it's like yeah. physical touch as a human being is really important and some people will say to me that that's the only hug I've had today wow. and I'll be like bring yeah. it in let's have another one because it's important but it might be the only hug I've had that day I live on my own as yeah. well you know the, and I now love it because I watch the members a they sort of like have queue up to give me a hug but they hug each other because I've made it safe to do that because we're not trying to pull each other because yeah. it's not it's not a singles club it's it's a people's club and it's for people that are like are like-minded and we tend to attract lots of city professionals yes. and, and business yeah. owners and therefore they kind of they kind of get it they'll have a similar lifestyle they'll have a similar pressure they might have similar backgrounds but they're interesting and they're interested in each other which is another yeah. like really key point we make it so it's really easy to get conversation going we because yeah. we're always doing something that's worth talking about and that's is, and just having interesting conversations I'm all about yeah. interesting I like talking to people where there are interesting conversations you know and I think one of the things I've noticed right to say as a mum is that sometimes conversations can direct straight to your kids or you know what's going to happen next with them and, and you don't necessarily get those or what I call it doesn't have to be intellectually stimulating but just thinking about different things um, and then realizing that you've lost sight of that you've been parenting for so long for example or if you're at home and you're just working and you're on zooms constantly it's much harder and I did notice during the pandemic to put boundaries on how you work when you work at home you know or just squeeze another zoom or another teams in people might not be connecting and I guess just psychologically as well some people were still very apprehensive weren't they after the pandemic about connecting again some people oh. physical risk of, of the virus but also a lot of people lost their confidence in being oh. with other people as well didn't they I was kind of joking about when it all ended because I I've always yeah. been a very social person I think people were really worried about me in lockdown because I am so social and yeah. I was on my own yeah. Yeah. I had I call it my Lindsay love and I had a great time I loved lockdown I mean <laughs> I kind of every now and again get a bit wistful of like oh maybe a fortnightly <laughs> maybe yes. be okay. yeah. um, because a I just fortnightly only, retreat <laughs> yeah what was it called was it a circuit breaker when they were like yeah. a circuit breaker. I was like oh a little fortnight great but I just I really enjoyed it I really embraced it I loved there was no FOMO yeah um yeah I just had, I just really enjoyed it I just exercised loads ate loads the summer's out watched you know I was in charge of the tv remote control because I'd just broken up with a boyfriend so I was living on my own so I was like this is great I really loved it but I when it was ending and I thought I was joking about I'm gonna like miss people when I try and hug them I'll be given like accidentally yes. headbutting people because I've lost yeah. all like all depth perception because <laughs> I got That's, out the yeah because it's that do we not do we lean <laughs> yeah in like how do I yeah. how do I do this yeah. <laughs> this is weird but um yeah, so there was that kind of element of how we're going to get going. And I, I really appreciate that for a lot of people. It took them a long time to come out with us. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Connect to Brighton is three this April 2024. Oh, it's going to bring that in. Yes, it's your birthday, yeah, isn't it? It's our birthday. But it's not unusual for people to say, I've been watching you for a year. 
because it yeah. takes such a lot to come and be like okay I'm going to do I'm going to do this despite how easy I'm trying I'm trying to make it and with all the reels and all yes. the footage and you know sharing my own story and but it still t- it still takes a lot for people and I and I'm very I'm very aware of that and I try my absolute best to make it as easy for people as possible to to come out and engage with us because yeah. I know that we are missing this connection and and physical connection is so different to your point earlier of you know yes we've spoken yeah. to people all day but the other thing that we're not doing is we're not disconnecting digitally so we talk about yeah. working from home but it was more living at work because you can see yeah, your laptop absolutely. wherever you are depending on, on what your yeah. home was like when I was in my big corporate and lockdown hit we had to get our entire workforce home you saw all the senior leaders in like very big plush houses or their own offices when we came onto a call and then you saw people who were working on the phones who were sitting on their bed and their, with their pets and their kids sitting on their head and you're like this is a very different experience for people and I'm not sure that we're paying attention to the, actually the physical impact as well as the mental impact that this is having on people. Absolutely you know simple things like as a psychologist we always say when we're doing sleep work for example you know do not have your work stuff in your bedroom but during those lockdowns so people had no choice then all of those boundaries went as you say it's really simple thing but that's quite profound isn't it quite often you would just walk around and there's your laptop it's there reminding you there's no break from it Um, which I think and I'm really glad you brought a really important point in there which I think I'm just going to go over again because I'm hoping that anyone listening can really take this in that it does take people a long time to do new things doesn't it so as human beings we don't like change and transition we like predictability so it's really normal that we might have a bit of what we call threat mode about seeing something new so I've noticed similar things with my project that people say I've followed you for six months and I've even got as far as the parking in the car and not getting out and coming to a walk and talk and what you said people might have followed you for a year but just normalizing that because sometimes knowing that other people are doing the same might just help them in taking that next step and reaching out I I, I noticed in my own kind of how do I interact with products and services and brands like yeah. what makes me yeah. cross cross the line <laughs> and what, yeah. what when don't I cross the line and I've tried to learn from that to what mole will resonate with my my audience yeah. the best and yeah. the different channels that I can engage people and I, I and I just know for some people it's going to take a while because exactly to yeah. your point your your brain is designed yeah. to keep you safe and so it will keep you doing the same thing you're doing now because you're alive now as of today so yeah. let's not change that kids <laughs> let's Absolutely. go where we are it's doing its job but it's sometimes it can be a bit of a pain in the yeah. way it does it that's all yeah we need to say to it we're okay we're going to give this a try and I always love it when people come and they and they have waited a year and then they have a great time and I think well you know we've done it now it doesn't matter how long it's taken you we're we're not going to focus on that we're just going to focus on the fact that you've made it and now you've done it once you know you can do it again Yeah. yeah and the great thing about that is the groups that we have and because they're small groups and the way that we do stuff and where we do it it always feels like it's a group of friends you never yes, kind of walk in and you yeah. just see a group of people looking really awkward and nobody talking it's like loads of conversations hands in pockets and fun. Bringing, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's you know very good at like wandering you know wandering around and making sure that everyone's okay moving people around and it's I just love seeing it my sister hosted an event for me the other day and I popped in at the very end and and I loved it because I was from standing outside I could see them in there and they just were all laughing and joking none of them wow. have met before and it just makes my heart sing that when you give yourself an opportunity to be vulnerable, the power and connection that can come from that is is incredible. I love that. I might steal that line. But just that, you know, <laughs> that ability to what we kind of sometimes say in psychology is just leaning into the tricky stuff. Yeah. Because sometimes it can mean that you're moving towards your values then because you're not battling it and avoiding um, because that means oh. you just miss out on everyday life which is short as well you know yes but this is my whole thing with starting a business so I if I hadn't have done this if I hadn't have been brave enough if I didn't listen to that voice calling me what wouldn't have happened you know where would I where would I be now would I be one of those people who I talk to regularly who's really unhappy in their corporate job with an idea for something that they'll do one day I'll do it one day I'm not going to do it now because you know a million yeah. reasons here yes yeah. exactly yeah. I think of all the friendships and relationships that we've created through Connected Brighton and 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 I absolutely love seeing those you know some of our girls spent Mexico uh, we're in Mexico at New Year somewhere in Miami for New wow. Year one, one of our couples is Pretty. buying a house this year um, I get added onto WhatsApp groups where people are arranging like club nights and you know watching sports I think they feel like they're cheating on me if they don't include me in some way or other but <laughs> I just love it because I just think you've connected for a reason and, and it's because yeah. of how we do things so whenever I get my imposter syndrome I then look at 
what I've created and I think no this is the right thing to do and it's and I've had to push myself really hard because from going to be a senior leader in corporate to then posting all over my LinkedIn about do you want to come play ping pong with me I saw the ping pong the other week I thought yeah. oh, I love a bit of ping pong and the fact it's that really you call fun. it ping pong as well I, know. I like that <laughs> yes exactly but I was really I used to just like shut my eyes and like publish <laughs> let's see what happens and and just it's not in love you're bringing that in now that there's still that vulnerability there but that's almost oh, like yeah. your strength as well isn't it that it's you know it's not a tick yeah. box thing you're doing this because it means something to you but with that will obviously then come some vulnerability because it means something exactly and, and people talk to me about that a lot because I talk about my infertility really openly as well and yes, I've had people yeah. who've talked to me about that so lots of men and women have reached out to say thank you for talking about this because wow. I'm not brave yeah. enough to talk about it yet but it's so nice to hear somebody not try to normalize this and and to see your journey and what you've done with that adversity and how you've moved yeah. forward yeah. um but I think it's so important to do it someone said to me the other day oh you know you, you talk about it but and and how people treat you for it so why do you talk about it now is that because I'm educating people on how you should talk to someone I did a post about p things that people say to me when I say that I'm infertile that are really un just unhelpful unhelpful I know, yeah I know they might be meant from a good space but actually all, you don't know that this is a, a bad thing but you've assumed it's a bad thing yeah. and for me yeah. it's not a bad thing it's been a good thing so the first thing you should always say to someone if they say oh I can't have kids is how do you how do you feel about that and then you can then you've got open and chance. curious yeah. be open and curious be interested in how that person feels yeah. because you might be triggering them even further to to then say how sad how sad that is because that might be something that's really hard for them to talk about but it might be actually the best thing yeah. that could have ever happened to them so just be cautious and be curious on naturally assuming if people automatically feel sorry yes. for me because I don't have children and I'm single I don't know if you've noticed, I'm having a lovely time. So I really don't need your pity. And there's nothing, because when you're pity, then suddenly it does psychologically, you're like, oh, they, oh, am what I less? What does that, should, yes. should I, be, should I be pitied? Am I, oh, I'm different and different is bad. That and, inner critic you know, can rock up with all the, yeah, what should, question, yes. Yeah, yeah. whereas I just, I, we're not here to all do exactly the same the same things and you know our, our gifts are different yeah, and what we have absolutely is different and yes. I don't feel less of a person because I don't have children I feel like I've been able to offer more and different in different ways to yeah. different people because of it you know it's been a it's been a superpower instead of a kryptonite that kind of catching your assumptions guys you know we naturally yeah, yeah. do make assumptions as human beings that's part of our kind of brain chemistry and how we function but it's being able to catch that stuff before yes we engage definitely yeah. 100 mm -hmm. and we're not very good at it. we have like one script for most things and oh, um, we do yeah just trying to break people out of those scripts and you know we talked at the beginning about people are, are more vulnerable now than ever about yes. sharing but yeah. i think platforms like instagram have really helped that because when i not the blueprint yeah. which is still oh, on yeah. I, i'm a huge I, instagram I, fan yeah yeah i mean i post back on not the blueprint now and i, I share between that and my coaching profile I'm happy to I, the reason why I could do it in the beginning because it felt anonymous it almost felt anonymous although I had my picture on it I wasn't directing that at my friends whereas Facebook was very much for your yes. your friendship yeah. circle whereas I needed people who were going through a fertility journey at some stage to see this to see if it could resonate with them and if it could help them on their journey whether that had been a success or that hadn't been a success wherever they were on that I was a voice that could maybe be of benefit to them I never expected any of my friends or, or family to even know about it, really. I just wanted it to be a channel that I could talk to the people that needed it because I knew my social circle were not the ones that needed it. And I remember like really panicking when I, because of the algorithm, <laughs> suddenly like friends and family were following. And I was like, oh, it almost silenced me a bit because I needed that freedom to talk about it from a place of um, anonymity. Uh, and then suddenly really it was like, I was outed. <laughs> and, um, but it get, enabled me to sort of test my voice and and to just be like, actually, if you're you're going to watch this, then you're going to hear it all, and then you're going to get to know me better as a person and understand me more, and so you come come on the ride. But it was it was never meant for them. So I think there's more platforms for us as human beings to to share than ever before. Absolutely, and yeah. There's so much good that can come. I know there's some awful people who are sharing awful things, but for those of us that are doing it for good, I think it's incredible. And remembering that, because sometimes we can get put off by the chance that there are other people sharing things. But 
um, what is yeah. in our control is what we post and who we reach and who we help with that. I'm going to find that as well. Perhaps if you're comfortable, we could put that in the yeah. show notes as well yeah, for people please. as well. But where do you see Connected Brighton going? Do you have a vision? I do. So this is very exciting. So we're shareable. Just... It might not be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a two. We've got two big goals this year. So we've just launched our business club. So the Connected 100, where we are finding 100 of the best brands to promote across the city. Basically, we've created this really big voice over the last few years and people listen to us. They trust us. You know, as a concierge service, yes. we're often asked for our recommendations. So we're kind of creating our like online black book of the best places to go so we're really excited to be doing our bit for supporting locals so we're growing the connected 100 club we're growing our social club so we do a social club event every single week we do a business club social networking event every two weeks we are loving being a force for good in the city it's great and then what we've also done is just created a really great business model that we can pick and put in a box and put it into other cities so we're looking for people who want to have a connected wherever they are um and so that's kind of an enormous part of this year is finding those people telling them about us I just got um in the top 100 inspiring female entrepreneurs yeah congratulations which is so exciting so I, I really want to use the coverage from that and the PR from that to go and talk in other cities um at networking events or business shows and to be able to encourage people to follow their calling and their calling might be to start a connected and, and I'd love to help them to do so that. that model all over the UK yeah incredible. Incredible. it is incredible so there's kind of and a, a because noise. it'd be different won't it as well and different which is nice it'll have yes. a personality in each place I always say I always use the examples which would be weird if it came true but you know it might be a single dad who starts Bristol and so yeah. he'll he will think of things that I would have never thought about we might have a couple in Edinburgh they will yeah. think of things that I've never thought about, you know, and I'm excited to see where people take it. You know, if you're what your marital status, what your age is, what your area is like, what you what are you like? You know, what do you want to take people through? What Absolutely. journey is it there? And what's the business community like where you are? So actually, who are you going to be promoting and what will your business club look like? I think it's really exciting. And I just love the idea really? of getting, you know, I'm a qualified coach, so I love getting I'm going to love getting all my licensees together and talking about what works and what doesn't work and going to visit them and meeting their crowds and their communities and so yeah I'm really 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 excited for that leg of the journey and I know you know my experience so far is everything takes a lot longer than you think it's going to but we're planting all the seeds this year to be able to get back up and running I'd love to have some pilots by the end of the year and and even just testing some events in, in other cities so people yeah. can just host it and just see it what slowly and steadily is. sometimes makes yeah. a better model doesn't it as well yeah, exactly and I can't believe it's been three years it just feels crazy I remember people saying to me in the beginning or people are very negative aren't they to our point about we should all stay in our lane they're like oh yeah. most, most businesses <laughs> fail in the first year and you know Absolutely. it's gonna it's gonna take you three <laughs> yeah. years and we like, oh, recorded that bit, shouldn't we <laughs> yeah but it's uh I do I'm just so grateful to still be on this journey and to see that there is a bigger vision for it and you know we are attracting new people into connected Brighton all the time and we have natural churn because people come they find the friends they really love and then they go well, that's they have it yes yeah but that's, that's okay. Some people will get what they need and that might be a short term thing for long. It's that that the model I, re- I really like. It's really flexible. Yeah. I'm wondering exactly. if that's why you've last, you know, that because there's your passion and I can see that on your face when you talk, but also I see it in your social media posts. This isn't just something you do. You kind of live it, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if that combination helps. You know, people get what they need. But also that lovely element to just bring in again that this is about helping the businesses as well as yeah. the people. And the people behind those businesses, and because they're humans, and they have needs and hopes. And this, definitely, and this is the thing that I really enjoyed about being an entrepreneur is that the business community, and I'm hoping it'd be like this in all cities, but Brighton has been absolutely incredible. So we've always yeah. attracted a lot of business owners interconnected because sometimes when you're just working so hard, you don't have time to plan your own social life, or you've had absolutely. to make such sacrifice yeah. to get where you are that those relationships have changed. Um, yeah. And so to be able to now say to our business club members, you automatically become a social club member, like come out hang out with us you also get to meet people that'd be great referrals for you it could be future clients because they're going to get to know you as a person and see how cool and fun you are and you've got a real opportunity here to maximize your place in the city and who you are in the community and I love that we do that you know you can advertise your brand in lots of ways but those advertising avenues won't host networking events and nurture you and you can go to networking events which are great you can meet those other people but they don't advertise your brand Whereas we do it all, I, just, I feel like we've really nailed it in terms of like, why are we different and how are we different? And we're doing it because we really care. Like I love, I'm Brighton born and bred. I love the city and I want to see it thrive. And I want to be a force for good as part of getting us to be like the best 
we ever possibly can and showing you the people that you might not know exist and keeping Brighton boutique and unique because you know since lockdown hospitality has really struggled well all businesses have really struggled obviously we work with hospitality an awful lot and so many businesses that we've worked with over the last three years have gone and so I really want to do my part yeah to be you know you want to be part of the solution right so that's and how much of that may have been preventable if there were more models yes Yes, exactly. So we really want to be true and honest in how we approach. And, you know, I've got that, that whole thing about feeling seen, heard and special. That's whether you're a social club member or a business club member. That's how I want you yeah. to feel when you're, I'm when you're remember part, that. connected. Yeah, it's really yeah. important to me. And then as part of my personal brand, you know, being able to share the story of what I've been through from that divorce and infertility, from corporate into entrepreneurship. And, you know, I call yeah. my co- my coaching program Authentic Power because that's what's got me here is I finally decided I was going to listen to that inner voice and I was going to follow my gut and I was going to do what felt true to me and I've been a success ever since I've done that and sometimes it's not easy because our brains are designed to not make us do that and so I still have to fight my brain the way anyone else does but I've learned how to do it and I've got the tools around me now and I I want to help other people who want to go on that entrepreneur journey and especially this year with the top 100 gives me a great platform to say look let's do let me help you If if I can share my journey if I can mentor or coach you and I would love to I'm spinning a lot of plates, obviously. Or, yeah, I was just going to say that, that kind of going to bring that in in a minute. Like, how do you look after yourself? But, you know, when that inner critic rocks up and says, just hide under the duvet, it's all safe under there, don't do anything. But you're someone who is able to go, no, this this matters. So what do you do to look after yourself? So if you're spinning all of those plates, because obviously when you're giving, that can be really good for your emotional health. Yeah. So what you do, obviously, is very rewarding. Anything else you do need to keep an eye on or do for yourself? I definitely, yeah. Do you know what? It's really important for me because I am very open and and I, I enjoy yeah. that because I know that it brings up to other people but there's different batteries I, I kind of I have definitely burnt out a few times where I've realized like oh actually talking about that that drains a different battery and that yeah. actually takes yeah. a bit longer to recharge so I've had to learn about that rest and recover so I have changed lots of different things in my lifestyle to, to sort of not drink as much so that I can sleep better and to fast yes. so that my system feels good and, you know, put your own life mask on before helping others. But I still, I massively overdo it a lot of the time and then I have to rein it back in again. But I've learned how to read my body better. Catching then, it, I guess. Yeah. And I yeah. I do the things that really, know. I'm really close to my family. I'm very lucky they live just down the road. And so I have a really okay. great relationship with them. And I love to slag on my sofa and watching trash TV. That's another favourite thing to do. I, I love sunbathing. So the minute the, the good weather's out, you'll catch me in my garden and uh, going on holidays, you know, just life is to be my my dad died of a heart attack when I was 50 he was 52 and I was 21 and it gave me this like you must make the most of life almost a complex to the point that it's been a bit extreme and people said to me no you can just slow down as well and it's okay to have a night in but I just I really feel really passionate that we're we're here for a good time and not a long time and it's good to rest and it's good to nurture yourself and that can also be part of having a good time but don't miss these opportunities eat sleep work repeat that's not that's not the game that we're here to play because we're we're only gonna we're getting older every day everybody <laughs> just yeah. make the most yeah. of this while sure. you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure. kind of one it's one of the things that kind of just struck me is that there's so much people can take away from this we talked kind of touched on emotional health you know the kind of loneliness isolation you know cost of living crisis what you do supports businesses which then supports the people behind them and their emotional health people get stuff from their businesses knowing what connection is a little bit about what connection isn't you know that it's not got to be this tick box one size fits all um you've given us so much but if there was one I always ask every guest if there was one Ooh. adversity takeaway what would it be that's my little signature move oh one adversity takeaway um I would say what what you've been through doesn't have to define you and you can use it for good so I always say like I don't want to be the poster girl for infertility I want yeah. to be the poster girl for transformation and resilience. So yeah. you you get you get to choose your story. That's how I would that's what I would say to people. And you choose whether you want to put your victimhood on or your survivor cape. I chose to put my survivor cape on and make a difference and you can do the same. I like that. So people that haven't already followed you, where do we find you? Where do you hang out on socials? Because we'll make sure we put these in the show notes for people. So please come and look at us at Connect to Brighton. So Instagram at Connect to Brighton and Facebook Connect sure, to Brighton. All of this stuff. Yeah. And connectedbrighton.com. And then you can follow my personal journey at 
Lindsay Clay Coach and at Not The Blueprint. I'm going to have to find that because I don't think I follow yeah. that. I'll be doing it's that funny. after this. <laughs> Sometimes people like a post from a long time, like a really long time ago, and it was like one of my healing posts, and it will make me read it. And I wow. sometimes I read them and I think, oh, I was really not in a good place that day, but yeah. wow. I, I enjoy reading it to just remember the to remember the journey of how far I've come, and so proud of myself that that version of me was brave story. enough to share it. Yeah, yeah you can't hide the story. <laughs> So anyone, so anyone who's not Brighton, can people who live outside of Brighton come to your events, or is it for anybody can come? No, we okay. do have people come. We have people come, travel to come and see us, which is amazing. And obviously, if anybody wants to start a connected in their area, oh my gosh, I would yes. love to talk to you about that. Or you want to try some events with us um, in your area too? I, that would be fantastic. So yeah, I'm really keen. To... I have a couple of really regular listeners who are guests who are in different parts of the world. I wonder if they would start. Yeah. <laughs> Think Let's about that, it, guys. If you're listening, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Reach out. Yeah. So the person that I know that's in Texas and the other one that's in Australia. And if we can get connected out there, how cool would that be? (laughs) I always say no, but our competition is Meetup, which is very different, and City Socializer, which is a different a different setup again and so I think actually there's a there's a big need for connected connection, uh, connected in the connection. city yeah connection connection Absolutely. connection so yeah and I'm down I'm in let's do it <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm so glad to have you on it's lovely we've met before in real life which is lovely because some guests I haven't ever met face to face but I feel like I know them I'd love to get you on again actually because I've got a couple of other ideas so um I'd just through that. my personal journey I think we need to cover um fertility that if you would be happy I would love to, to. talk about that what? at some point I think I would love I think it's so I think fertility and infertility is such an important topic so yeah I'd, I'd yeah. really love to have that conversation with you and this has been a, a, a real joy so thank it's you it's been very so much. nice what a lovely yeah. way to spend Friday morning I know and, yeah. it's easy like Friday Friday morning over here <laughs> yeah it is it's great. lovely <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much Lindsay it's been lovely having you on yeah. and we can't wait to have you back soon <laughs> thank you Thank you for listening to the Adversity Psychologist podcast. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo and it's been lovely having you along to listen to this episode. If you want to find more about me, you can find me at drtara.co.uk so you'll see everything I'm up to, my media work, my collaborations, my clinical work if you're interested in that and of course all the other episodes of the Adversity Psychologist podcast. If you're interested in coming on, you can also contact me and let me know what you would like to come and talk about. I love to hear from you.